Welcome to Insurance Happy Hour. This is the wonderful New Year's edition of the show. I'm Laird. I'm Becky. Oh, man. We really should not be drinking before New Year's uh, on a Friday before New Year's. It's going to be a long weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's odd, though, because New New Year's Eve is a Monday, which means... Coming to work on Monday, be off on Tuesday, yeah, and come just back take, on Wednesday. Just take that day off. Just, just I, I, I recommend. No, do every- you know how much I'm going to get done because everybody else is taking it off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get so much done. My phone won't ring all day long. It'll be nice. All right, so Christmas is over, and here we are looking at a new year, huh? Yep. All right. So, what are your thoughts on New Year's? Like overall, the New Year holiday. I don't really think of it as a holiday. Exactly. Why? Why don't you think? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm early. <laughs> that, was, that was premature. Um, so, uh, why don't you think it's a holiday? I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it, any other holiday to me. It's just the, another day, right? Which I guess any holiday is just another day. It's all the importance you attach to it. But, uh, I mean. Do you, even, do you even stay up to midnight? No. See, that's the – I mean, it, it it was a great holiday whenever you're in your early 20s. Yeah. You know, because it was a reason to be out and drinking. Now, you don't want to be out drinking. You just want to not do a thing because it's just another day. Yeah. And I've never really considered – New Year's being like a big day to me, yeah. you know, because I always say your birthday should be your your New Year because that's that's celebrating your trip around the sun. Who cares about what uh, Julius Caesar wanted to create on a calendar, you know, two thousand years ago? Who cares? <laughs> you know, it just doesn't really give me any any joy of saying, okay, this is the first of the year. Why? Why is it the first? Why? I don't think it's it's that it gives joy. I think it gives hope, right? Hope. Yeah, I think it gives hope because we all want. I, I'm, I mean, I make an internalization. I assume everybody feels this way. Maybe there's people who don't want to be better. But me, individually, I want to be better. I want to be a better mom. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better employee. I want to be a better person. And, you know, there are things that I could be doing to be better at any one of those things. Whereas the new year gives me a chance to evaluate what I have been doing and figure out ways I might be better and then make, um, a plan because I, I don't really like a resolution. I'd rather have a plan on how do I go from where I am to where I want to be. I'm not much of a planner, by the way. I know. <laughs> so, so plans, but okay. Sorry to, to interrupt there. No, it's just, but there's something about switching the calendar from one year to the next that gives me at least hope that the changes I want to make are possible. It's hard when you're winding down a year or even in the middle of the year, it's sometimes hard to feel that way. Like you get a fresh start and that's kind of what the new year can be. Yeah. It feels that way. Yeah. My, my only, my only resolve that I, I'm happy about a new year is that because I write almost zero checks nowadays. Um, in fact, I think I write one check a year. I never mess up the date. Like, I never actually put 2018 whenever it's 2019. I'm hopeful that this is finally the year, maybe, where we stop saying 2019. 
So what what would you say? 2019. 2019. I've always said 2018. Right. But there's still people out there that say 2018. Yeah. Or 2015. Or I mean, it's ever since we turned the century in the millennium, it's been 2000, which I get the first eight or nine years, that was a thing, right? It's hard to say 2008. Mm-hmm. I get that. But come on now. It's, it's almost 20 years into this century. Why can't we say 2020 or 2019? Well, but the, the real question that I, that I have for you is in the next, uh, you know, I, I don't know, maybe whenever you turn like 70 in the next 15 years, um, <laughs> um, will, will you refer to the years between 2000 to 2010 as the yachts? Yes. Oh, so you will. You'll be one of I the I already aughts. do. They're the yeah. aughts. The aught nine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what they are, you, the aughts. Then, then you're already proving yourself to be old. I, 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 I'm not, <laughs> I know that. I'm not, I'm not sure that it's going to um, – I, I don't know if it, if it will be that way. I, I think that – What, that people well, will call it the aughts? Yeah, I don't think it will be. What do you think they'll call it? I, I just think they'll just say 2008 and 08, mm-hmm. something like that, something like those. I get I mean, I get it, but – I mean, no, I, no one knows what, what the what, is. I mean, it's I, zero. What I, what did people call 1908? 1908? Yeah. 1908? Well, when you're t- referring to the decade, you didn't call it 1908. 1900s? 1800s? So it just be the 2000s. 1995 and a cheeseburger? <laughs> <laughs> know that movie? That is familiar, but I can't place it. It's uh, ooh, my neck, my back, my neck, and my back. I will settle out of court for two fifty and a cheeseburger. Nope, it's Friday. Okay, <laughs> I'm not no no fun on this episode. Nope. But uh, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. No worries. Um. Well then, uh, so okay, where were we? Uh, we were we were talking about the squirrel. New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about New Year's. Okay, New Year's. Uh, well, I knew we were talking about New Year's. I thought there was like a I was talking about the- it, it interim there. Oh, you're talking about 20, uh, 2019 and all that type yes. stuff. Well, can we please stop calling it 2000 and whatever? Yeah, and people are going to have a lot of fun with 2000 and 2-0. They're, you know, 2020. They're going with 2020. It's, well, you know, I hope so because um, we really better be done with the 2020 by the time we get there. Yeah. I, I, th- I, I In fact, I've never really heard him say 2018. I've heard it some. Yeah. It's it's becoming less of a thing, but it is still a thing. Yeah. And it's still driving me nuts. Mm. I feel like we're far enough into the century we can start saying 20 instead of 2000. Uh, oh, man. You know, you and I were both born at the time that we – there the chances of us seeing three cent, or, or three total decades is uh, very, very slim. Mm. Yeah. So. You'll, you'll, you'll hear I, – I, I assure you you're going to hear in – Three thousand, the year three thousand or uh, twenty one hundred or something like that. You're going to hear people go, "Yeah, I was in, uh, you know, nineteen. I was born in nineteen ninety eight, and I've uh, I've vaped every day of my life, and uh, I've uh, that's what keeps me young." And uh, uh, Shawnee, have you seen my gums? All right, so we're getting old. Yep. Getting old. New Year's. <laughs> New Year's. <laughs> so I know what your New Year's are plans are usually. Just sit around and do nothing. Yeah, I'll yeah. be in bed by 1030. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> um, you, you know, I it, it's with everything going on, I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine not doing anything. 
and you know disappearing on New Year's. Yeah, uh, I think that that would be good. I um, you know, I, I want to go flying on New Year's because um, flying is uh, very quiet up in the air on New Year's Day. Yeah, and all the real holidays, there's there's not a lot of people up there. So why not go go for a nice flight somewhere? Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. What about you? Uh, it'll probably just be cook dinner. All right. Put the kids to bed and then I'll go to bed. We covered uh, last week, uh, you know, like eggnog and all that. Do you do any um, New Year's meals like uh, black eyed peas? Yeah, I make a black eyed pea jambalaya on New Year's Day. It's got. Uh, You're so domestic. Yeah, I am. I made um, this pork roast a week or so ago. That was amazing. <laughs> Still thinking about it? I am. <laughs> it just fell apart. It was so good. Um, but yeah, it's got ham, black eyed peas, sausage. I don't usually do the collard greens thing. I'm not a big collard greens person. I am. I love collards. But yeah, I try to get the black eyed peas and the pork on New Year's Day. Very cool. Well, <clears throat> you know, looking into 2019. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, I, I think that the insurance industry is up for wonderful amounts of change. Which that always excites me, but yep. I, I I'm more of a live in the day type of person. Like you know, you said you better yourself in tw- you know the next year. I'm like I try to live better every day. Right? Is that every day I have those, you know, my day goal, what I'm really going after, and you know, looking into 2019, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, just what what this industry has in store because this is the point where we're really setting ourselves up for the next, um, it's a decade, right? Yeah. 10 years is a decade, uh, setting ourselves up next decade, which is where a lot of the people that have been thought leaders in the insurance industry have really said the transformations are really going to happen. It's going to be the 20, you know, 2020, 2025 going into 2030. So the next Really, you know, 2019, I love doing that to you because it bugs you, um, is going to set up ourselves for how we really do the next decade. I think it's going to be big. Yeah. But uh, what do you got? So I want to talk about something that happened a couple months ago. Okay. We didn't talk about this when we did our uh, season two, episode one, where we were talking about the big news from our hiatus. But um, – State Farm released a commercial in October. Did you see this commercial? The Robo Agent? No, I did not. I heard about it, but it was just tangentially that I heard about it. Yeah. Well, if you want to take 45 seconds, we can watch it now, or you can just watch it later. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, let's uh, hold on a second. All right. So you, you want to take a listen to this? Sure. All right. Here we go. This happens all the time. I'll help take care of it. No, I'll take care of okay. it. Okay. What's that? Uh, the budget insurance companies are building these cheap knockoff robots to compete with us. How may I assist you, fine gentleman? It's kind of freaky. All right. Look at his face. Look at his nose. His ears. He's got terrible eyes. Well, not so stiff. I never had a girlfriend. Okay, guys, regardless of the looks, one thing is certain. These bots don't have the compassion of a real State Farm agent. I have compassion. <laughs> sure, we, we cool. I am so sorry for your automobile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
Okay, so this commercial came out, and pretty much everyone in the industry was like, oh, look at State Farm throwing shade at Lemonade. Uh, yeah, a little bit, maybe. Yeah. But there was um, Clear Assurance has an article that came out uh, a couple weeks ago that they were talking about State Farm and Lemonade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, clearly State Farm is is trying to use their advantage of, of a real agent in the claims process and how that in their eyes is better than what a bot can do. And during the claims process, Correct. which lemonade brags about how their bots, or I'm sorry, they don't have more than one bot. They have one bot. I forget what her name is, but the bot, um, well, how fast it processed the claims and paid out the claims and, and, and whatnot. Um, but this article talks about how, it compares Lemonade and State Farm on these consumer ratings of, across um, the buying process, customer service, but also claims, price, and renewal. Okay. Well, first, b- b- before you jump into that, let's talk about that commercial. Yep. Okay. That was funny. Mm-hmm. You know, and they had, um, you know, multiple, it was a multi-sport. They had basketball. They had uh, baseball, I believe. And, you know, um Proving how much I little I know about I do know who James Harden is um, about how I know how much I know about sports. But moving on, his first fall is funny, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that that's one of the things that is first of all very engaging, um, especially like the uh, Allstate commercials or yeah uh, yeah Allstate uh, Mayhem right those are funny I love I, Mayhem he's my favorite the, the, those are those are funny I look forward to them people sit there and replay them over and over again they talk about them and uh, it, it's funny and you see farmers trying to emulate that with um, you know the professor who. Um, you know, I just see him in so many other roles. <laughs> it's hard, to, just, yeah, it's yeah. hard to turn that off. But, uh, you know, it, it's funny. They, they they come up with humorous situations. And even the latest Liberty Mutual co- uh, uh, commercials are starting to try to bring some levity to the, the buying process. You know, there's a guy that jumps over the railing in front of the Statue of Liberty. And so I, I think that, you know, while a lot of people will sit there and say that it throws shade – I think that it's not really throwing shade specifically to Lemonade. I would say that it's really saying as an industry, I mean, because what? Lemonade's really, you know, busting their doors down in, in the renters area. You know, that's not really what I would say is State Farm's core business. Right. But what I think that it's really saying is that. Um, it's the state of the industry as a whole where a lot of times you try to go too far down the technology rabbit hole that as we talked about in previous episodes is that uh, technology is there to assist and support your existing organization, your existing sales and operations and not meant to replace it. And I think that that's where a lot of these bots are getting put in there is that it's looking to reduce um, or, or replace people. And that's exactly what Lemonades is is designed to do. Right. And they're not the only ones. Correct. There's a lot of them out there that are trying to sit there and say, you know, we can we can make Agent 2.0 where you're talking to a bot. Now, <clears throat> where that really comes into play is if you start getting it with like Google Duplex, which is the voice-driven one. I mean, Google's voice is starting to get the point that it's 
pretty good. And, you know, did you hear that clip of where um, the assistant called and made an appointment, a hair appointment? I think I heard that, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And so what you do is if you start leveraging that, you know, a chat bot, yeah, that ain't going to work. But really bots can sit there and, you know, it's no different. A bot is no different if it's well-trained and it's got a human voice and it's driven than a call center representative that doesn't know much about insurance. Because then instead of using a whisper mode where you, you know, you're on a call and you're trying to coach a salesperson, you say, hey, you need to look at this. And only your sales rep can hear that. But the consumer can't. That's how all call centers are really done is they're always constantly improving. And you can improve that with a bot. I think it's more of a statement to the insurance industry that we need people in this industry. And, you know, I, I, I insurance, damn it, that they SM that system mark or whatever, where it's, uh, you know, technology when you want it, people when you don't. I love that. I'll yeah. repeat that for years. And that is how we need to drive this industry forward is by doing that. Sorry. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, you talk about AA bots taking the place of, of agents at InsurTech uh, Connect this year, I was listening in on a panel where they were talking about this, and there was one InsurTech that was very upfront saying, "I don't want consumers to call me at all. We don't even give them our phone number. I want it all done via bot." And then there was an InsurTech sitting right next to him that was like, "You know, we have our bots up to a point, and then we have people to handle the rest." So it was a combination of of both. Uh, technology and people to to service their their customers. Yeah, and that's that's where we need to be. Is that it's it, the people that are doing it completely with bots? They're idiots. And you know, people. I think that technology can be really front loaded in the buying experience to answer questions, you know, having a bot to answer questions to drive that. And that, that works out great. But in the end, um, whenever you buy a policy, whenever you're paying someone thousands of dollars over the course of years and even tens of thousands of dollars over the course of years, if you got both auto and home, everything in one, you, you know, you expect to get a level of service. I mean, it's, the one product that we go out there and buy that we hope we never use. Right. And, you know, unless you're a fraudulent bastard. But other than that, you know, we go through this this whole thing. is like, I never want to use my insurance. It's a pain in the butt. Even when we have the best claim experience, it's a pain. And, um, you know, I, I um, it, it's just, it, it's frustrating. Yes. So, go on. So, so they looked at these ratings and these reviews and what consumers were saying about lemonade and what they were saying about state farm. Um, and basically, you know, they, they said, look, the jury's out on whether customers are satisfied with how claims are handled by bots, but what the bots are showing, <coughs> excuse me, what the bots are showing is that customer service is evolving. <coughs> so on customer service, State Farm was rated at 4.41. Mm-hmm. This is out of five stars. Do you want to take a guess at where Lemonade was? Yeah, yeah, I, 
uh, on claim processing? On claim on customer service. This is not claim. This is customer service. Customer service. See, I, I'm 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 going to be dubious about everything, so I'm going to say the same. Four point seven five. So higher. So much higher. See, you know, but also I've seen other things that have said that you know their claims are you know very suspect right well the claim service rating was lower than the customer service rating but the claim service for lemonade was still higher than the state farms claim service but again you know that's comparing apples to i mean that's comparing apples to boeing 737s well i get it i mean you've got uh, lemonade which is a renter's product which you know is maybe a hundred bucks a year and then you have, um, you know, State Farm, which is generally very standard or preferred business where you've got your home, your auto, multiple autos and all that. And so, you know, if you know, you're just claiming, hey, someone stole my TV, that's mm-hmm. a little bit different than, um, you know, whenever you've got profit margins to worry about. And one of the things that I would say to that is that I think that Lemonade, as it gets itself more in line with having loss ratios that are sub one, um, you know, they're 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 going to get to the point where they, they can't effectively pay for good service because I could make every claim. I mean, State Farm can win every claim battle. They just sit there and say, "Yeah, we'll pay it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's cash. Go." I mean, every you, you could sit there and make that make that argument that State Farm could have awesome claims. They could have perfect claims if they pay every single claim and then give them an extra hundred bucks on top of it. You know, but that that's not how we'd have to make money as a business, right? But I think I think the the direction this article is really focused on is how things are evolving. Like, think about. Buying insurance. Let's forget about claims for right now, but the way we buy insurance. 20 years ago, you would never have dreamed of getting buying insurance online or even getting a quote online. What was online 20 years ago? Amazon? <laughs> Google? <laughs> but you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like That was not at all in anybody's, maybe in somebody's, but in most everybody's. It's web. Right. It, you know, it was not, not even a thing. And now you have bind online you have all of these other you know consumer raters and portals and and opportunities for a consumer to go out and get a actual quote not just fill out a form saying call me and give me a quote but an actual quote in some cases being able to buy it without ever talking to anybody and that's that's just one way things have been evolving yeah but i i see it but also i i don't I mean, the bots have to get much, much better. And I'm talking significantly better because a lot of industries are way ahead of insurance and they're still not even leveraging bots that much. Right. And, you know, really, I, I think that some of the best bots like Microsoft and Apple have really good bots in this regard is that they try one or two of the, the most common problems. Like if you're calling for support or something like that, they try to run through the most common fixes to the problems. And then at that point that it can't be solved, it says, hey, let's, you, you know, let's get you in contact with somebody. And so I, I always think that like bots and technology is supportive technologies to the insurance buying process or any process really. Right. That, uh, you know, Lemonade is trying to go way too far with it and have everything done without having agents. And I, I speak to a lot of companies out there that they just want to do things without involving anybody. 
Well, I mean, they involve, they will escalate a claim past the bot up to an actual person to review and process that claim. So they're not doing bots for everything. They're certainly trying to do it for, like you said, the most common and the easier to to solve and and resolve. Um, But the bigger point is, yeah, for now, the technology may not be there to really be able to handle that process. But that doesn't mean it's always going to be that way, right? What works now is not going to work in five or ten years. Yeah. And, you know, I I think that as as technology gets better, I think that the bots are going to be more pervasive. And I can assure you State Farm is working on a bot. Oh, yeah. But, you know, in the end, this is a social business, and we need to make sure that we're keeping that. So what does ClearSurance say about it all? Well, this is is their article. They wrote it. And so, are but, they, they saying that State Farm's jackasses? Or <laughs> they 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 didn't really go, you know, one way or the other on that. But more just talking about how, look, they both have their own strategies, and for right now, they both seem to be working. But as consumers continue to evolve, as technology continues to evolve, that may not always be the case, and you have to be open to alternatives and other ways of doing it if you want to stay relevant, if you want to stay in business. Um, so would you talk to a bot? It depends on what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if I, if I had just a simple, like, you know, I forgot my login or I, and I need help resetting it. I, yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah. But it, it's a conversational flow to something that a form could do easily. Right. Yeah. And that, that's actually the other side of bots that I don't like. You walked right into this little trap. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is, devious. is like literally, you know, whenever you get in, you get involved in a battle with a bot, you know, you sit there, they ask a question, you answer, ask question, answer, you know, and what they're doing is they're, they're, they're treeing you. They're, they're microservicing you down and like trying to find out exactly where you want to go. It's the old school phone tree, you know, press one for English, press two for Espanol, you know, and then you press one is like, you know, and then it's 15 options and then you have to repeat and all these things. You don't know which options actually right. It's trying to drill you down on that. But a lot of times if you forgot your password, instead of saying, Hey, I forgot my password. Well, you know, what is your username? What about this? Why can't you just type the username into the box that says recover password? Well, I'm not saying I was smart. No, no, I, no. I'm just, I'm just saying that sometimes these have to ask like a billion questions to drill you down to the point that you need. Whenever a, a other person would be like, oh yeah, just go to this page, click that link. Yeah. You know, and that's where the 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 flow. And like when I already talked to a bot, I try to put as many keywords in there, so I'm helping guide it. Like I had a problem um, a few weeks ago with my Outlook, and I contacted Microsoft, and I threw in all these keywords into their little bot, and it effectively gave me one option. And then it says, "Well, we need you to go ahead and give us a call." And I'm like, "Yeah," because I, I exhausted all their options. I kind of thought ahead of the bot. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> you know, you're you smarter know? than the bot Correct. for now. And, you know, the other the other thing is, is um, I saw this, is what kind of car do you have? And it's like, well, what car, what year is your car? It asks. Well, 2010. What model, you know, what, what make? Ford. And then it's like, but if I was going through a form, it'd be like year, make, model, done. Right. You know, and, you know, having to have that conversational flow, it, it needs to be smarter. And this bot, I tried. I tried to put in two, 2010. 2010. 
<laughs> Fun times, isn't it? Uh, Twenty ten Ford F one fifty, and uh, you know it it couldn't do that because it had to break it down. And then God, you know, if you wanted a F one fifty, there are a ton of options for an F one fifty. There are a ton of trim models and all that type of stuff. And so it could it it was really weird gearing that down, and it just wasn't a good experience. And so I. You know, I, I think that it's just not mature yet. Yeah. Well, give it time. Yeah. I'm a I'm a nerd. I mean, I'm not <laughs> not saying it it can't happen. I just I'm one of my one of my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, with lemonade's loss ratio issues with state farm you know coming into the new millennium and you know a lot of state farm agents aren't happy and you know just the old model's not working and state farm is trying to to change with the times just like you know we talked about last week where walmart walmart's changing with the times with amazon and really the industry as a whole is trying to change both the captives and the independents as well as the directs they're all finding ways to adapt to changing consumer needs, wants, desires, and all of that. I, I still, you know, have problems with apps because they just don't seem to work. Even people putting tons of money into it. InsureTech's had a lot of money invested in it and it's gone nowhere. It's the same guys doing the same things and it's time for an industry that actually thinks differently. Apple. Trademark. <laughs> yeah. Right. Any other thoughts on that? No. Okay. Not really. I was trying to think if there was anything else in the article. I think that's pretty. We pretty much covered it. It's just you know the this dust up happened, and it was it was really interesting to to read all the commentary on it because it, you know there's a lot of people going, "Ooh, State Farm just shot yeah. across their bow." Yeah, and you know what it did is it validate like eliminates like, "Ooh, we got the big bad State Farm." you know calling us out you know they they took it as a badge of honor yeah oh no they totally did and um there was i forget who it was but somebody was trying to put together an event where somebody from state farm and somebody from lemonade could get together and debate in a in a professional manner it wasn't going to be anything you know knocked down dragging to the dirt or anything but oh come on i know insurance smackdown i I would it would have been i would claymation that i oh man i would have watched that I, I was I was hoping that they would uh, they would do it, but they couldn't. Nobody they couldn't get them to agree. But now the thing about that that commercial though is that that bot was very similarly dressed to the uh, State Farm, State Farm guy, yeah. <laughs> almost like Jake. Jake. They should, they should have named Jake, him Jake. From State Farm. But uh, all right, well, I think you know this episode we front loaded what we're doing this weekend, so I don't think we really have to do that. We did, but I, you know, dear listeners, if you have any, if you saw the commercial, have any other thoughts on, on, on that commercial, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, I would love, love to hear what you have to say. And uh, State Farm, I will go ahead and say that uh, that was uh, done under fair use. And please do not sue me <laughs> for playing your commercial. I was definitely uh, we'll more link, on the we'll defense link, of your side. We'll, we'll link to the official State Farm commercial that they posted on YouTube. Yeah. So just just so you know, you know, I'm going to go ahead and claim that under fair use. So please do not send a takedown notice to <laughs> little old Laird Rixford because uh, he sometimes slams you on other podcast episodes. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm an independent insurance agent guy. Leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, if you have any comments about the show, you can find us on Twitter. I'm, uh, Becky is Becky L. Schroeder, and I am L. Ricksford. And uh, make sure you use the hashtag insurance happy hour. Yes, and if you have not subscribed yet, please do. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, although they're calling it something else, I think. I forget what they're calling it now. But pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. We're here. Yes. We're omnipresent. All right. Well... I hope you have a wonderful New Year's, and uh, I'll see you on the flip side. As always, thanks for listening. I think I could probably use what happened as the bump. (laughs) (laughs) You did it to me again. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) You saw me looking over the mic going. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, but, you know, New Year's is always a reminder that we're getting old. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been hitting me like a two-ton heavy thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, getting older. Like, I was looking at my hands, and I got the 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 old man wrinkle. The wrinkly it, knuckles? The wrinkly, yeah. It's like, and so I went and bought myself some uh, industrial strength uh, hand lotion. Yeah. I put this stuff on, and I mean. Like for four or five hours later, <laughs> my hands are slippery. It's like, whoop, 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 whoop. You can't open a door because your hand no, slips like, off the knob. And I'm like, and I spend like five minutes rubbing it in and and, and all that stuff. <laughs> Liquid ball bearings. <laughs> um, yeah, you're you're you got wrinkly knuckles. That's cool. <laughs> At least they're not airy. <laughs> <laughs> you trim your nose hairs? <laughs> no, because when I sneeze, I look like a party favorite. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yep.